Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Urban Flight Foundation, the podcast. Please take a moment to like, share, or comment on this episode and let me know what you think. Thank you all for tuning in again to another episode of the Urban Flight Foundation interview with the candidates. So today I have with me Miss Sarah Breeden Chase. And she is our current school board um, seat. Um, she has the Falmouth seat um, currently, and she's running on a post. So as you all know, November is a very, very important election, So, especially for Stafford County. So I'm glad to talk with Sarah today about what she plans to continue to do and also what, you know, anything new that she's going to bring to the table um, this coming election. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> so I, I just want to say, so in the last, the last, um, you've been, how long have you been on the board? I've been on the board. Uh, I'm finishing my fourth year. So you do have, you have such a, you have a knowledge of what's going on and what, you know, and the, the known issues and also some of the things that you you on the board are try, are working through to make sure that we get some things handled here. Correct. <laughs> so what can members of the constituents of your district um, expect in the next coming, in the next coming years? Sure. Well, the, the first thing that's coming up, and this will be before the election, we're in the process of trying to hire a new superintendent. Yes. Um, and that will be uh, a major focus over the next probably two to three months. Um, hopefully we manage to get somebody um, in the seat by to start at the end of the next semester. So starting in January, um, we may or may not be successful, but that's our, our goal. Um, and then it's gonna be very important for the, the new board to work to um, help that new superintendent get um, adjusted to Stafford and learn what the issues are of Stafford County Public Schools and, and what kinds of things. Um, and of course, the biggest thing for everybody right now is this pandemic and how it's affected student learning. And so we all really, really uh, need to be focused on keeping kids in the classroom as much as we can, as safely as we can, and then um, finding ways to address any uh, learning deficiencies that have occurred over the past year of being remote. We all know it's not been ideal and that we um, need to work as hard as we can to get students caught up. And so that is one of the things, you are a parent as well. So you're, you're, you're doing double duty here. Well, actually my children have all graduated. So oh, um, I, do have, I do have a son who's in college who's been going through this at the college level. And I am a professor, so I'm dealing with it in my classrooms oh. as well. So um, I'm in a school where I wear a mask when I teach and all my students wear masks, even though probably all of us have been vaccinated. It's just really important for all of us to do our part to keep each other safe. And see, that's the thing, you know, because we have some parents, I, you know, that or you know are not too keen on the process, but it's like, it's not just about your child, it's about all children, because some children have autoimmune um, issues and, you know, they have those things that are more susceptible to being sick. So this is a, you know, you're wearing a mask as a professor and your students wearing a mask. That's, you know, along the lines of caring for each other. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and um, there there are a lot of unknowns. And and I am sympathetic to people being tired of the mask and mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable. And absolutely, we have some students who who really can't wear a mask. And and we work with those families to make sure that those children um, can be comfortable and yet everybody else can be safe in the schools as well. I, I'd like that. I, I like that, you know, being sympathetic and understanding, the, you know, that everybody is different. Um, so, you know, at the beginning of the school year, we, we had a little, as most school districts, as we found, had the same, you know, we're not just the only ones, like we, we swear we're the worst ones happening, but we had an issue with um, bus drivers and getting the children to school, you know, getting to school. So, and I saw that just recently we did, there's been a, um, a push to hire more, t uh, more aides and bus drivers. What, I mean, was that something that you all, as a board, when you all discussed it, you knew that this was, you know, was going to be? Well, it, it was it was tricky. I mean, I think I think what some members of the public may or may not be aware of is mm -hmm. we had um, Barry Sedath was in charge of transportation in Stafford County for a very long time. Right. He retired last spring and we brought in somebody new. And um, I, I think you know, most people thought this pandemic was going to be taken care of at the end of last spring and that yeah. we we're going to be done. And, um, you know, I think as a new person in the county um, and and just all of that kind of stuff, we, we were told that we were going to be short some bus drivers. And when we said, do you think you'll be okay? We were told, yes, we think it'll be okay. Um, and then it ended up not being okay. And, and um, I'm, I'm a fan of let's let's acknowledge mm -hmm. uh, that and and not to just blame staff. Um, our board, when we flipped the schedule, the start time of school so that the younger right. children could go first, um, you know, I don't think that uh, we as a board, you know, initially uh, high school wasn't supposed to get out till 415, but so a number of board members were really concerned about extracurricular activities and really right. asked, could we could we get people out before four and then the next thing you know it was three thirty and squishing those times like that did impact transportation as well. Right. So it it was a number of of factors and um, now we're trying to do our best to to fix it and we're very appreciative of families who who are able to provide their own transportation to ease some of this some of this burden. Um, another issue is just the time it takes for the buses to be cleaned between runs, things oh. like that. Yeah, and I think that that's another factor that, and, and then, you know, um, people weren't driving as much last year. Now people are driving more, yep. the roads are <laughs> crowded. Um, we just constantly have, have these traffic problems. And for example, you may have seen the new Amazon Center is going mm -hmm. in distribution centers going in at Centerport Parkway. That's going to have an effect on um, on transporting um, children to and from school. We already have a traffic issue over there. Like, <laughs> um, did, did we really? <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, so we just. I mean, we're we're growing as a county. And yeah. adding it like, okay, you all know I get packages. I got a package coming from Amazon today. Okay. So <laughs> I, 
I see an Amazon truck every day. Okay, yeah. so um, um, so buses are gonna be a little bit late, y'all. Um, just we just have to. Well, and, be and, and we're we're working on it. I mean, other factors, you know, um, it, it's hard to know what effect the extended um, additional unemployment benefits had in terms of people working and not working, and so we may find that more people are are available to work. We may not. Um, you know, we also probably had bus drivers who are concerned about their health right. and decided that that this is not a good year for them to be driving a bus. So there were a lot of factors. Right. Um, and we're we're our staff is working overtime to get it fixed. <laughs> so, so, I mean, and that's the yet. beautiful part. That's the beautiful part, because the transportation, I will say the communication as a parent right. from the transportation department is one that I mean, thumbs up kudos and to send them a thank you card because they they we you know we were made aware and things like that so i would love to see then this is from a from a constituent that's not in your district but i would right. like to see that continued communication because that is you know as a parent even though i work from home i don't want um i don't want to you know, not know where my children are or not know what time they're coming home. So that I love the, com I love the communication that has been, um, you know, been improved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I didn't want to say, listen, you know, but yes, it's been greatly, it's greatly improved. Well, but and, and, and I want to take a second to say, you know, I really appreciate parents who reached out, you know, for example, I was hearing from lots of parents who said that the app was a disaster and it wasn't working. And, so I was like, well, maybe we shouldn't have the app. And then I heard from a couple of parents about how useful it is for them. Right. So it is really important for us as board members to hear from constituents if, you know, we're trying to figure out what's the best use of, of limited resources. And so it is important that that if you hear, oh, we're thinking about getting rid of something, please let us know if if that's not a good idea because we don't always know so. and i and i like that you know and this is where i say about stafford county being a family because i know that i can pick up the phone or email anyone yeah. from the board of supervisors all the way down to the school board to be and this is the thing that having that open communication and having that that you know i like that about living here and growing here because you won't you know it's one of the things that appealed to me and one of the things that made me you know happy about it so yeah no i grew up in dc and i wouldn't have known who to call about anything back then you know in the city and and i i agree with you i think that's one of the strengths of stafford county one of the really nice things yeah yes yeah, so um you know because you're I'm gonna, what are you most excited for about this upcoming election? <laughs> most excited about this yeah. election. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I'm going to be excited to find out how it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I, and, uh, hope that it I hope that people get out and vote because I think it's an important election mm -hmm. I mean and this is the biggest thing and I will say because you're finishing up your four years and you right. are you know you're pretty you're the incumbent to the right. you know to the next year I just you know you've seen a lot over the four years and you know as you know the growth that Stafford has had has been exponential and I you know I've watched it even though I've seen the complaints but I've right. seen the good you know yeah. 
So in regards to your your district, you know, what what can we look for from to what can we look forward to from the Falmouth district? What are we like are the new schools coming or you know, are those to be expected? Yeah, so we are in the process of working on getting high school number 6 built. First we have to acquire the land and and that's in progress and then um so over the next couple of years, we'll be getting that new high school up and online, which will provide much relief for, for uh, high school students. Mm -hmm. um, the growth means we, we need another elementary school as well. Um, and, and we actually probably need two more elementary schools. We probably need one in the southern end of the county, and we probably need one in the northern end of the county. Um, I, you know, we, we, need, we need a board of supervisors that understands that and works with us to make that happen. Um, and, uh, you know, it's about communication. It's a, and it's going to be about getting a superintendent who can facilitate all of that. I, I and see that's the thing you, you spoke about, you have to work in tandem, they have to work hand in hand. Is that something that you know, that you I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing the relationship because, you know, as, as you know, we haven't had, um, you know, it's been a kind of a hit or miss, but being that you've been on the board for the last four years, we're getting, we're getting, you know, we're getting to see, you, you've seen the evolution, even though we have longer members who have been on the board, but you've been, you know, you've been there and you've seen the cycles, you've seen some things, you know, that, have changed, have gotten better or so I, well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a process. I, I, you know, I can give you a couple of examples where I think the school board and the board of supervisors have worked well together. Mm -hmm. um, one was the purchasing of the former Fredericksburg Christian Academy campus up in North Stafford and turning that into North Star early childhood special education. And that I think has been a huge important thing for for the children of, and families of Stafford County. Um, another thing we work together on, um, we're having a hard time in Stafford County getting fire and rescue personnel. Mm -hmm. um, they, just like with teachers, they can often make more money if they go to another county. And so um, the, the county came to us uh, and this was really very much the initiative of the fire chief and um, Tom Cohen on the board of supervisors asking us to have this two-year CTE program to allow our students to get initial training in firefighting and rescue so that when they graduated from high school, they would almost be ready to become firefighters, oh. ideally in Stafford County. And so that's a program that started uh, the year before the pandemic. So um, th the first year of the program was 2019-2020. Uh, yeah. And so that program is going on. So those are examples where um, the county and the board of supervisors have really worked pretty well together. Um, and and I think you know the supervisors really, when there's when 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 there's an emergency, when when the going gets tough, they they are usually there for us. And I like that because <laughs> you know a lot of I really realized I didn't even realize that when I was in high school <clears throat> many years ago. Um, <laughs> I don't want to age four years for me, <laughs> you know, you know, a couple years ago, um, <laughs> that was a profession that a lot of people wanted to go into was to be a firefighter or EMT. 
And, you know, they start off at the at the volunteer level in high school. You know, they would go, you know, train and do all of that. And it's like, I think we've gotten away from that. And I love the fact that there's a program that allows them to attend in high school. Like, you all, if you all listening have, did not know that, now we all are informed and we know this. So I think, you know, give the kids an option to. No, we have really expanded and, and we have some really wonderful uh, CTE uh, career technical education programs in Stafford County. So uh, you can become an EMT, you can become a nurse assistant, um, you can get a drafting license, you can learn to be a brick mason, um, you can learn all kinds of things about printing. I mean, there is just an amazing number of opportunities for families, for children to um, have credentials before they get out of, or when they get out of high school. And see, I, you know, that right there, come on, guys, like that is absolutely <laughs> amazing because I really want you, you know, there, there's so many great things here in Stafford and I'm glad that you all, you know, that while you are sitting on the board, like you, these things have happened and these things have been made available to the students and the constituents. Um, yeah. So I know we like I'm just excited because it's like I'm you you've been there you know the ropes and it's like there's so many questions I want to ask but you know you all know just watch the school board meetings you know watch the replay you all can find out exactly how it goes you know so have there been an increase of parents attending the school board meetings now? Well, you know for for about almost a year, we had hardly anybody attending school board right. because of the pandemic. And so ha there has been an increase in people coming to speak of late um, and it kind of ebbs and flows. And, and we, we've seen similar kinds of things in the previous, you know, before the pandemic, there would be times when many, there'd be an issue that was of particular concern to families and we would hear hear from and see a lot of people in our meetings. So, you know, when the calendar changed to starting before Labor Day, Ooh, that was we a heard from a lot of people on that issue. Um, you know, so, so uh, I, I would say over the last year, maybe we were getting more emails rather than people coming to the meetings in person. So. Okay. Because I, 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 you know, even when I wasn't able to attend, I still kind of read the minutes and kept yes. informed and tried to, you know, and that's one of the things because when I was stuck in traffic on 95, coming from Tyson's <laughs> every day, <laughs> you know, you couldn't make the meetings, but, you know, and that's yeah. one of the things that I like about being home. And I was so excited about is now that I can watch things in real time or I can see things and it's like being more active. And I think that now that more parents are home, you know, they have more time to attend. And I tell people all the time, it's your civic duty to go in and, you know, even watch or just participate in the process because, you know, we're all a community here. Yeah. So yeah. what would and, you and I think it's And I think it's important to realize that, that when you go to a meeting and you see a lot of people expressing one view, you may not be aware of how many people are emailing us with a different view. Right. Um, so there, there are, Stafford is a diverse community with a diverse range of opinions on all kinds of things. And I, you know, you know, we, we do have opinions here in Stafford County. Um, <laughs> one of the things that's why I would like to get the word out, have people understand and, you know, learn more about the candidates. So what would you um, say to a first time voter who's voting for the first time and is their first oh, wow. election? Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I, I'll tell you, my son voted in his first election last year, and um, my, my, I've been through it with my daughters as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the big thing is to try to get educated a little bit about the candidates. And, and, and one is vote. Yes. And in Virginia, we get to vote. There's an election every single year. Yes. Right. We are not one of those uh, places, one of those states where it's, you know, every two years. No, we vote every year in, mm-hmm. in Virginia. And so I would say really to, to educate yourself about candidates. And there are a lot of sources, for example, listening to this podcast, um, going to uh, Vote Smart. Um, I can't vote, votesmart.org. One of those has oh. all kinds of information about candidates. So I would say, um, uh, Ballotpedia is another source where there's everything. <laughs> so I would say any first time voter, um, plan ahead, uh, and do your yes. homework in advance. Don't, don't just show up to the poll without any idea about what's on the ballot. And that, see, that's what I, thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I keep telling people. Be an informed voter. Don't just vote to just close your eyes and bubble in and let, no, be an informed voter, know who you're voting for, know why you're voting. And I like, so you all can find um, Sarah online at sarahforschoolboard.com. And I love the fact she lists her issues. She has a blog, she has a lot of things on her website. So you all go there, you can find her social media outlets as well. So what what parting words would you like to leave with the, the listeners and viewers today? Um, just that I, I think, um, Stafford County schools are in a good place and I think we're we're going to get through this pandemic and we're going to get into an even better place. (laughs) Well thank you so much for talking to me today. I you know I like the fact that you know you're running and you still have a campaign to run even though you know no one's you're not but you're still letting your issues and your points be known and you're encouraging voters and i appreciate that and i thank you so much for talking to me today you're very welcome thank you like, share, and also comment and let us know your feedback. You can find us at facebook.com, the Urban Flight Foundation, instagram.com, the Urban Flight Foundation, and on Twitter at twitter.com, the Urban Flight. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode.